0: Hey everybody, we are live. Hello and welcome to Community Manager Live. I'm, I'm David DeWald, Community Manager at Siena. Each week we bring a collection of community professionals together to discuss the topic suggested by you, our audience. If you would like to chat along with us today, you can do so on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, where we can pull your questions in from YouTube and LinkedIn uh, and pull them up on stream so that everybody can, so that's where you want to be. You can find links to everything over on the cmgr.live, community manager or CMGR live. Uh, This week, we are going to be talking about looking forward in 2023, uh, just to talk about Whatever comes to mind. So, you know, predictions for 2023, um, that kind of thing. But first, we're going to go around. Uh, you know who I am. So we'll go to Tim, let him introduce himself, drop down to Rebecca, and then over to Carolyn. I
1: am Tim McDonald. I am the head of community at homeroom.club uh, and live in Tampa, Florida. <laughs> that's about me. <laughs>
2: Uh, I am Rebecca Marshburn. I'm the head of community at Common Room, Um, our community's name to the Uncommon Community. I'm super excited to be here to look forward. Tim, I think that you kicked this off, maybe wittingly or unwittingly, on LinkedIn with a really great post around a bunch of people and what they thought was going to happen in 2023. So sweet tee up. I think you deserve more of an introduction than what you gave yourself. (laughs) Happy to be here. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Oh, we're glad to have you. Carolyn,
2: Tim is just Florida man. That's his. That's his
0: <laughs> he is not that <laughs> Florida man. That you read just about. Google, the Google it, and you'll
1: you'll be amazed. Google yeah. it with your birthday, and you'll be you'll be amazed at what so comes
3: up. Honestly, um, uh, yes, Tim, I second Rebecca. You need a better intro. So by the end of this, we're gonna have a, a better intro workshop for you that doesn't Are you include predicting
0: that for twenty twenty three. That's a prediction.
2: That
3: is a prediction. All right. <laughs> Hi, I'm Carolyn Zick. I own Bad X Enterprises, which is a social marketing and community building company. I'm also a director of marketing at Communify. I do a bunch of other really nerdy things like make fiber arts and watch birds. We're chilling at my house today. <laughs> Florida.
0: Okay, that's our show. Thank you for joining. Uh <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> all right all right so uh we can kick this off anywhere right so um we're community people we work with community platforms we may even have one or two on the call um (laughs) or three or uh something like that and uh so what do do you think is the uh so I, i was talking about this on um was it twitter or yeah i think it was twitter with uh david spinks mr cmx and he predicted that it would be smaller chat based communities that would see kind of a a rise uh for 2023 uh what do you think about that no yes tim says no tell me about it tim
3: (laughs) Tim hates his family group chat that's what he's saying
1: (laughs) no i think group chats are great for small groups um and i do think that we will see a movement towards more niche communities, I think in 2023, instead of always going for scale in terms of numbers and how big your community is, I think it's gonna be smaller communities that drive bigger impact that we're gonna see come up. But um, for chat, it doesn't serve enough of a need or you know features to do anything more than communicate. And I think sometimes most of the time communities need that. Like they need something more than just a chat back and forth with each other or with each other. Um, And I mean, yes, I think they're good for short term. I think they're good for quick communication. But really, what kind of impact can you tie into a business goal with chat?
0: Tech support
1: possibly, but is that really <laughs> chat or is that more like what we've been experiencing for years already? Uh,
0: you know, you can get it. I know? mean, if it's chat, if it's live chat and they can walk you through a problem, it could be very good. Uh, that may be the only thing I'm, I'm one of these people that, you know, nothing aggravates me more when I go to get a question to an answer and they send me to discord. Same. It's like, yeah, because it's like I can't, I can't dig through Discord. If you have a direct link to it, I'll take it. But if I gotta go look for it, forget it. No, Discord or, or, or you it.
1: get the the message saying, "What's your issue? What's your problem?" Yeah, you're number eight in Q. <laughs> that's right. For a real person to come now. Well, when gonna, I talk about I'm... AI and how how advanced it is, that's how advanced <laughs> our support AI is.
2: <laughs> I can imagine. Um... Sorry, Carolyn, were you oh, talking? Go ahead. You're good. Okay. I think I have a delay. My bad. Um, so just like, you know, cut me off if I if I delay cut you off or early entry. Um, I can see chat as a gateway, if you will, to business impact. Um, so I think someone who does this really, really well, and I still have not cracked the code on how he does it exactly, but he's tried to describe it to me a few different times. Um is Max Rothery at Finimize? He's like the director of community or or head of community. I'm not sure if I'm getting his title exactly right, but Finimize is you know like financial literacy, and a lot of their community activity come is like happens on WhatsApp. He's like we have you know global communities. They're from all over the place, and one of the key like unifying apps that everyone has is WhatsApp. So we have these different chats, WhatsApp chats, based on different you know, levels of financial literacy or what you're trying to do with your finances or what you're trying to learn with your finances. So they almost act right as like a Slack or Discord type of channel trying to bucket what people are doing. But the idea there is that like people can chat in real time and, you know, and kind of like send memes and do all that stuff together. But what actually then happens is they do then end up in a physical or digital physical event space, right? So then that chat leads to, hey, we're going to have a learning session about this, you know, weekly or monthly or whatever that is. And I think that's the key to being like, I think ultimately chat communities might rise, especially as communities get more and more, if they're getting more and more global and more people are joining from different time zones and they use different um, technologies and they are on their phones more often or whatever that type of niche community might be not to say niche, but specialized wherever they like, like which devices they like to be on more often. And then I think the key, but obviously I believe in this because uh, I work at Common Room and I love our tool, but the key is then being able to like use like whatever you're doing, right? Make sure it integrates with a tool that allows you to say like, it's the new it's the new pipeline, if you will, right? Like did people join the WhatsApp? And when they joined the WhatsApp chat, then did they end up coming to event an event and then, when they join that event once, did they come twice? And once they are like actively contributing back and interacting more often, then do they sooner or later say like, "Hey, I want to sign up for Finimize," and then and then I want to like you know not only sign up to begin, but like buy a deeper course and then become like that customer in that journey, and then ultimately that advocate for Finimize and say like, "Hey, join this WhatsApp in the beginners um, to like learn financial literacy and then move through that funnel." So. I do think that there's like a very, very real business case for growing the idea of chats, if that's applicable to your, how your community interacts.
3: And I'm, I'm curious too about like exactly what you described with Finimize, like, is there mobility between the knowledge levels within the chat or are you manually placed? Maybe that's like way too into the weeds, but like my mind is like, uh-huh. initially I'm like, okay, <coughs> I'm in community the like the holy grail is self definition, right? Like we want somebody to say, I think I'm at this level or to discover like, no, I'm not a beginner, and move themselves up is a is a moderator doing that what level of personal touch is happening in those chat communities, because I use chat really strongly in the communities that I manage. And it's critical. But you're right, like the rest of it, the end goal is never to just have this week's long chat with a group of users. It's always to get them doing something else. Like chat is mission critical, but it's a piece of my strategy. So I've, I've, when I saw David's tweet about that, I've been thinking about it a lot. I'm like, I just don't, there's no mobility between them, like especially WhatsApp, right? Like you can't necessarily within a bigger WhatsApp thread of like several different chats, you don't necessarily have the link to all of them. Yeah, how do you move yourself around? If you're like, oh, I am in a music appreciation WhatsApp group, but I'm now really wanting to talk to classical music nerds. I'm in the drum and bass section. How do I move?
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's a great example. And honestly, um, I think I would do a poor job representing what Max does at Finimize, but maybe. Um, or, if you want, David, if you don't know him, um, I will connect you all because he could be a really super awesome person to have on here. Also, Carolyn, oh, yeah. connect you with him if that's like a, a, a chat goal. Yeah,
0: let go- her say no.
1: no. Yeah.
2: I like okay. making friends. Well, Next. I
3: was,
1: I was going to say I mean, I, I, I agree with both of you and see this as a, a tool, but more as a tool that drives people into a community rather than a community itself. social media sorry i mean wall street journal did this like with with expats they did whatsapp you know i think you could have up to 200 people at the time um on in a whatsapp uh group um and they would group expats based upon where they were located in the world for wall street journal consumption of their content but the whole goal of that they didn't call that their community right they called that like their expat group that they were trying to get more people to subscribe to wall street journal, you know? And so it was like, it was a tool that they used to get people in, you know, and, and they could then show like the business case that they were making was if people participate in here, we have a higher chance of getting them to renew or subscribe or whatever the metrics they were using. That's how they were making the business case for it. But they never really truly called that their community. It was more just like a audience, I guess, more than anything. But it truly was, in a sense, I guess maybe a little community, but or those people considered it a community. But Wall Street Journal was just looking at it as a way to get those people to subscribe or renew.
0: Yeah, I mean they're all communities. Let's let's be fair. They may be a small, tight community, but and it may be not a community that we choose to use. But they are communities. I mean, you know, you can build a community anywhere if you put effort and time into it. Yeah. So it's just what you try to get out of it. Um. All right. So that's that's pretty good there as far as chat community goes. What do you, What do you think about? Uh, shall we Shall we talk about Twitter? Shall we? Yeah, let's talk about Twitter. So I think that many of us in community really embraced Twitter early on. I've, I've been on there since 2007 and it's really the place where I met more community people than anywhere else. It was like the connection hub. We all got it right away and we all jumped on board pretty early. I think all of us did that I'm aware of. Now, obviously people that came to community later joined later, but it was very easy to, sync up, right? You could, you could very clearly find other community people on Twitter because we like to talk a lot.
3: (laughs) Imagine (laughs) that.
0: So no matter how introverted we are in person online, we are extroverts. Um, right. So, uh, but there have been changes, uh, recently that have made things different. Um, whether you think that's good or bad is, is entirely up to you. Um, I'm not going to make that call. It's, it's different though. I don't see nearly the engagement that I used to. Um, That might be because people that I normally would hang out with and talk with have left, uh, made the choice to leave. Um, But, you know, and maybe there's some change in the way that, you know, my content reaches, but for me, I'm seeing better results with LinkedIn than I am with Twitter these days. So I I just kind of throw that out there. What are you guys thinking about out, you know, we have Twitter, we have communities kind of really starting to, as long as LinkedIn was for having terrible, terrible groups, people are starting to migrate over to LinkedIn to find those connections, you know, especially for industry type things like I do here.
3: I, I think it's really, it's really interesting, especially with, I think it was like two weeks ago, the Twitter spaces incident that yeah. was I think one of the more community focused features on Twitter it's definitely like a space where a lot of community pros were hanging out or people who were in specific dedicated communities I know there was a lot of like crypto and web 3 communities that used those spaces like the Twitter audio rooms like really really prevalently I am bummed out i guess to say the least to see that that got gutted so quickly and like the the terms of gutting of it like how Mm. that went down. i had never used them as a user but i found it just like a bummer like i don't know like as a community nerd i feel like a little bit of heartbreak when you see a space where people had found such community and a feature within that space or platform where they were really enjoying connecting and like found that to be kind of like the shining light of the platform. And then it's just gone. Like, at yeah,
0: yeah.
3: I think that to me like that, like my background being social media, that has always been a fear for people who are social media pros is like diversify your platforms because you never know if something's gonna happen like that not maybe the same exact circumstances, but you never know if a feature you love or functionality or server or anything is going to go down.
0: So yeah, I've,
3: I feel this, for the spaces are, thing is there. Yeah,
0: go ahead. No, I think the spaces is. thing was interesting in that it, it pointed out how Twitter is under the hood for me that I guess I didn't really realize, right? So uh, the gist of it is, is that Twitter, you know, Twitter, you could be banned from Twitter, yeah. but you could still get into a space, which seems <laughs> like a very big <laughs> issue. Probably. Like if you're banned from Twitter, you should, I mean, if you're banned from a platform, you should be banned from everything, but there was this little gap in the security, we'll say that allowed users to, who were banned to still participate in these spaces. And, you know, uh, any company, when they find a bug of that kind of size can handle it in many different ways. Um, you know, some can do it with grace and some just pull the plug, um, And that's what happened. They just kind of yanked the cord and said, nobody, you know, (laughs) I think, I think Twitter spaces are back. I don't know. I don't use them that much. Um, I don't know. Uh, But, you know, it it just to me showed that, you know, maybe there's some, you know, bubble gum and and clear tape holding Twitter together.
1: I'm checking it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought they were. I just wanted to make sure before I said that.
3: (laughs) And the internet was, I I was just looking at it a while ago. I was researching like Twitter spaces being Mm -hmm. deactivated. And when I Googled it, it automatically came up with stuff from Twitter's knowledge base about how to use Twitter spaces. I'm like, oh, they're really definitely pushing that SEO to not cover the like, it's been down for a week and a half.
0: Yeah. Oh, and then, so we're, since we're still talking about Twitter, I'll toss this one out there. I mean, you can still go back to what I, I originally kind of phrased it as is, what do you think is going on with Twitter? But the policy that was there for all of six or seven hours, where they wouldn't let you cross promote. Hello, doggy. That's my dog. That's
3: Henry. Yeah.
1: That actually <laughs> looked like it was crawling up your shoulder onto your head at first.
0: <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's impressive. he's very small uh so uh so for just uh yeah totally derailed my train of thought um bringing it back
3: sorry (laughs) we're
0: just watching the dog here henry henry can you hear me Um,
3: he's pouting upstairs
0: he's pouting uh that's because you wouldn't let him on stream with you you need a you need a henry cam uh, so what they did is just briefly, uh, and maybe the policy is still in place, so I don't want to say briefly. Uh, you could not promote other competitors of Twitter briefly. It was a select um, list. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it's just, which is weird. Um, and it was weird how they implemented it. So you couldn't have a link tree list, uh, yep. link in your bio. Yeah. You yeah, there's there's like Mastodon and, a, and a Facebook. They didn't to across for to Facebook, uh, but you you know there were a million other services like Linktree that weren't specifically named. Maybe you could get away with that. Um, but interesting. I I am I am one of those that in my communities I will embrace my competitors um, because you know I was talking to somebody about their community and they said I don't want people talking about other services that compete with mine. Um, and I'm like, why not? Because they're going to do it anyway. Don't you want to see what they're saying? Yeah. You know, I mean, if they're saying, wow, that's a cool feature. Maybe you could go, Hey, <laughs> we, have we can, to. we can, yeah. we can do that. Uh, or we could implement that if that's right. something you guys are interested in. So <clears throat> I've always been big about that. Uh, you know, that started way back from the days when I was a community manager for a video game and there would be other communities around that and you know whenever we'd have an anniversary come up for the the game i would reach out to the other communities and say all right let's work together into one anniversary that's spread across all of our sites so that we can cross pollinate i can send people to your site for one piece of it you can send people to another site for another piece of it but you need to get the full story you have to visit all of us um and I firmly believe in that. So you know, I I work in a telecommunications company. I hang out in communities to talk about our competitor products, because you know, we are we are competitors. But the, you know, the pain points that our customers and see can be very similar. If they're having a pain point with this product, we might have a solution. I'm not going to go in there and jump in and say, oh, hey, I saw that you were on the you know you're in that competitors form. And I'm not going to say, Oh, you should come see us because that's, I feel like spammy and I'm not going to do that, but I can bring that back to our marketing department and say, you know, there are people that are using product, you know, B um, are seeing a lot of pain points doing this particular thing. We can do it. Let's maybe make some ads or something that points out that we saw these pain points that they're seeing in the other products and just kind of leverage that. Um, we can get product ideas from something they're doing uh, you know, you obviously don't want to get any corporate espionage going on, but you can certainly see what they're doing and just see if you can do it. Um, maybe my company's not the best because we're hardware. It's different. But I mean, if you're a software or a, a SaaS product, knowing what your competitors are doing can help you build a better product in the long run. So what do you think? You think it's good that uh, they said no talking about other competitors? think no. like it's bad. <laughs>
3: That's super. Well,
1: I, I don't yeah. think it's I don't think it's healthy when you come in with the promise that you're gonna make this a totally free speech open, <laughs> you know uh, town square. and then you, in most people's opinion, um, do the opposite of what you're saying.
0: Mm.
1: And that is, I think, the issue that we're having right now. And I'm not the type of person like I used to be earlier um, in my life where I just throw out everything because I don't like what's happening right now. And so it's kind of like a wait and see for me. Um, But um, everything you said, David, like the engagement is not there. Like it used to be (laughs) the conversation (laughs) not there. Like it used to be, I mean, unless you want to poke somebody and, you know, start a fight, um, you, you can do that pretty easily still there, but uh, But I think for, for bringing people together, for looking at ways to really connect with people and bring people together, even if it's not on Twitter on you know, maybe bring them into your community platform, I just don't think it's nearly the same. but I think it's changed over the years, even before, Elon came in and bought it, you know, and so we've seen this evolution and it's going to continue to change. The way we're going to see it change might be drastically different than the way it's changed over the past three years and where we're going to see it go in the next three years. But I think nobody, including probably him, realizes what that's going to be yet. And so we just need to kind of wait and see, I think, what's going to happen. I do think that, you know, like Carolyn, you said, and I see this, too, because when I look at Twitter spaces, spaces, most of the people talking on there are Web3 and crypto people. And I think they have a a vibrant, you know, set of of community and conversation happening there. And, And so it's not to say that this is the same for everybody, but I think it really depends on how you're using it, what type of industry you're in and what you're trying to do with it. Um, I think it's becoming increasingly more difficult to truly make it, if you wanna build your community on Twitter, I think it's becoming more difficult to do that.
3: And I think, like to your point, that there's a really lack of diverse representation of types of communities. When I joined Twitter back in a bazillion years ago as a wee baby child, I joined it because there were other people who were knitwear designers on there. They are not, that is not a platform they are using to communicate to each other. Uh, But it was at the time, like that was a place where you could go and see if the different super nerdy different textile forums, their websites, if they were up or down, right? Like their, their tech people would be tweeting like, Hey, we're doing maintenance or whatever. And like the knitters and yarn nerds like me would be like, good luck. Like, yay, come back soon. Like, and that's not, that's absolutely not a community that's represented in that space anymore, because they moved. They over time, like that was probably 10 years ago that that shift happened. But yeah, like you're saying, it's a changing platform. All of them are. That's my, that's my 2023 20, uh, hot take is we're seeing the yeah. pop of the social media bubble.
2: I love the um. Like the, I guess it was your second question, David, right? It was like, where is Twitter going to go in 2023? And then this idea around, like, how does one handle um, competitors being in your space or peers or whatever you might like to call them, right? People in your same industry, perhaps, like looking for that same kind of market share. Um, And then I got really interested uh, or curious because I think that, um, I mean, the community, at least from my point of view, and I think probably since we're all community leaders, This is likely shared, but a community code of conduct is like very important, right? And then, like, that transparency around how you will handle different situations so that your community members understand what they can expect, how they can and cannot behave, what the ramifications would be, should they or should they not, how you will handle those situations like, all those sorts of things are supposed to be sort of encompassed. And as you encounter new ones, you know, how you add that and, and flex, like, flexibly adapt and work with your community to co-create those guidelines, all those different things. And I was like, I wonder if Twitter has anything about their community guidelines. I've actually never thought to look up Twitter's the, community code conduct. Yeah. I, I, so-
0: Cause I'm a nerd for that kind of stuff. Like community guidelines, the, you know, with any company you you're in a race and it, it's how you handle that race. You'll come up with your first set of rules and somebody will figure a way around them. And then you'll adapt your rules to that and then someone finger away way around them. And it's this constant back and forth. And so the goal is to be specific enough to detail what you don't want or do want, but vague enough to give you the flexibility when something weird happens. So yeah. I always point back to Facebook and the breastfeeding photos. You know, is that nudity or is it not nudity? Are we pro breastfeeding or are we anti booby? You know, so, you know, that's the, you know, how do they do that? And there was a lot of back and forth and, you know, nowadays breastfeeding pictures are fine. Um, You know, and if it's, it's a fine art booby, it's fine. Uh, You know, if you just want to flop one out on a live stream, they're going to say no. Um, I hate that I said it that way. So I apologize.
2: (laughs) Okay, we're live.
0: I'm a little crude and I I do apologize, but you know what I'm saying? There's, 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 there's context that has to come into play and you, you cannot predict and manage context and the larger your community becomes, the more impossible it is to moderate with perfection. Um, You know, perfect moderation is impossible at large scale. So for Twitter, impossible to cover everything. Facebook impossible to cover everything.
2: Totally. So I, I mean, I was, you know, interested in like, I don't know. So they have the Twitter rules and I don't, I, right. Then I was like, is this their community code of conduct as well? Or are these like more corporate rules overall, but not necessarily when it comes to this idea of community, but you're like, you're totally right. They're pretty vague, right? It's like safety. And then it's like, you know, H1 is safety. And then it's like violence, extremism, mm. exploitation, that sort of thing. And then there's privacy authenticity, enforcement appeals, third-party advertising. But then I got curious to be like, okay, because they did make this change where they're like, you can't advertise. Did they change their- They
0: did. There was a page up temporarily. There was a social media page that specifically said, you can't link to Mastodon. You can't have Linktree. And it was very specific Facebook. Um, It was vague on everything else because apparently those are the only important ones in the world. Um, And Mastodon was targeted because of Elon Jet you know uh yeah. you know some some jet was keeping track using publicly available information mind you uh, of where his jet was in the world and that is invasion of privacy enough that elon freaked out and banned that and people were saying fine he's not on twitter he's on mastodon and that's when we got the knee-jerk reaction of fine you can't post about mastodon
2: <laughs> you know? yeah. so, it was and,
3: even to like typing out the handles of your other accounts which i'm like how are you going to go through and like you're saying moderation at that scale is impossible. It's like you can't yeah. talk about the handle of your mask. Like what if it's the same as Twitter?
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I described it as this way. Uh, if you've ever had a community that's a little contentious and you've ever had a user say you suck at your job as a community manager, I could do it better. If you ever wanted to know what would happen if you made them a moderator, that's what's happened with Elon Musk. <laughs> because Elon Musk said Twitter runs horribly. I can do it better. And he bought it and now we're seeing exactly what happens when someone like that says, I can do it better. They find out it's not that easy. <laughs> There's a whole lot of complexity there. Um, and if you fire everybody that knows about the complexity, it makes it even harder. Um, wow. I don't, I don't I just, you know if your entire trust and safety team that's around for trust and safety is gone, then maybe trust and safety is not going to be easy to manage. Uh, totally you know, not. we'll just leave that. Um,
1: okay, I think Elon needs to watch our, our episode from last year on moderation and governance.
0: Yes, I think so. <laughs> somebody, somebody
3: can you can still post YouTube links. So,
0: well, I, you know, we live stream to Twitter and YouTube at the same time, so he can't say anything about that. Right. That's my opinion. Um, so, so um, All right. So that's, that's. Uh, what do you think about LinkedIn? Kind of jumping in to fill the, the gap. It feels like that's what's happening, um, at least for me. I mean, it's probably different for other people. Um, I am on Mastodon. A lot of community people don't seem to have jumped on it that much. There's a few that have gone in there, but it doesn't feel like we're all talking about community there as opposed to anywhere else. Um, and then, of course, there's Facebook. There's, a, there's the, I mean, there's really two or three main Facebook groups, and they're centered around companies that, um, you know, do community management. As a service, and, and and not necessarily just that, but community learning about community management, those kind of things. That would be CMX Hub and Community Roundtable. Um, those seem to be the two big ones um, that I'm aware of. Uh, I don't know if there's any others out there. If there are, send me a link. I'll I'll join them. So, any other? companies out there, big companies, like the giants that you feel like are, are kind of filling the gap that we're seeing that Twitter has kind of created. Um, I honestly believe that a lot of it splintered and went into smaller groups. Like we talked about earlier, you know, the knitting people have their communities of forums. Hey, Google thinks that forums are such a big deal. They're now prioritizing the indexing of them. You're, you're more, yeah, you're more likely to see stuff from old school forums because they're usually very niche and very targeted, but the problem with that is, you know, the internet decay where something you'll you'll find a link uh you'll ask a question you'll find a link to a forum the forum answer will be oh yeah check out this site over here they Mm -hmm. have it all written out and it solves everything you want and you go to that link and it's dead (laughs) because it just evaporated over the years you know it's from 20 2003 explains everything you need and it's (laughs) and it the site was last up in 2007 yeah
3: (laughs) yes um I find it interesting as a relatively new LinkedIn user. I set up my account for the first time ever in October. Woo! Welcome. Yeah. Maybe maybe it was a bit longer ago than that, but it was like, it was a new thing that I was trying out. And I, you know, had, I have run them for clients. Like I'm familiar with the platform, but I've been fascinated to see just, within the community industry, and then just on the platform as a whole, how easy it is to connect with people and have like very frank conversations, very generous conversations where you're sharing knowledge. So to me, that feels like old school Twitter. That feels like, you know, tweeting someone, like you mentioning and getting a, a retweet or a tweet back, like back in the early days of Twitter, where like, you know, you tweet at Wendy's and get roasted or, you know, something fun like that. but in a nice way. So I've been really personally for my own uses really impressed with what has happened on LinkedIn. I think the platform as a whole has a lot lacking, but it has enough right that you can make those connections with people and then take them to email or take them to a community or somewhere else. But yeah, I like I mentioned before, I see the, the social media bubble is
2: popping. It's-
0: it, it is. I,
2: am, I think LinkedIn and, or LinkedIn is such an interesting, it is social media, but it's like such a different like angle on it, you know? And I, I, this is me, I mean, I live in, I think we all live in our own like professional worlds of what we see so much of. And so I don't want to take my data points and be like, that's yeah, the whole world. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we see, at least from, from my perspective and the customers we work at that common room, right. It's like so many, er, not uh, so many B2B companies are now forming their own user communities and communities of product lovers, champions, that sort of thing, as well as like B2C. Um, but I think that there's, you know, we see even the rise of community manager, um, maybe a little less right now because of the economic status of things, but more people have more job posts for community manager, like community manager roles are becoming more and more um ubiquitous in terms of people being like, Oh, a CMO is like, you know, I think we need, I think we actually need a community manager. And that title is like much more of a thing that people are looking for and are more um, comfortable with using. It's not just social media manager, right? It's not just a events manager. It's like, there's this thing that's a community manager. So I think it's that role title um, as more people hire for those because more B2B companies, Start to have these different channels that are open, whether or not it's a social media channel or a, you know customer support intercom, or it's a open source channel like GitHub or forums like Stack Overflow, right? Or Slacks and Discords and like real time chats, those sorts of things. Um, I think as more B two B companies are embracing the need for community management and community managers to manage those communities in all those ways, their users and products like prospects and customers are interacting i think that's also why linkedin can be such a strong place for it because a lot of those b2b company users are very very comfortable interacting on linkedin and so i think there might be perhaps a difference between what twitter was and it was like fun i mean it is informational and educational and fun and entertaining and a lot of people could meet there but it wasn't necessarily where b2b people all the time ended up like clicking into But for their job roles, they're like, oh, I kind of live on LinkedIn because there's always someone I need to be looking up or someone my colleague is asking to understand how I'm connected to them. And so I think that LinkedIn can fill as B2B communities expand. LinkedIn becomes a deeper, more richer place that people will find each other on LinkedIn.
1: Now, Rebecca, have you seen, um, I mean, I can share my thoughts, but it's been a I haven't seen anything recently, but have you seen like success in some people that you are familiar with actually creating like LinkedIn pages and groups that are actually bringing people together? Or is it just users on LinkedIn using LinkedIn and being able to find people that way?
2: So I'd say I'd love to hear your thoughts, but what we have seen right is that right now it's still in that nation stages of just being like, oh, we both shared or liked a piece of information or asset or resource that we shared. Then people DM. They want to be able to understand who's interacting with what on their company pages, even. But we are getting more and more requests for like uh, for feature additions, right? Like, how do we incorporate LinkedIn groups? How do we incorporate? these other parts. So it looks like the trend is going in the direction of seeing some um, some seedlings start to grow in that space. Um, notably, the LinkedIn API from a backend point of view is a little bit harder to interact with or to get data around. So it actually, there's like negotiations that have to happen there, right? In terms of how do we build in these, like, how do we build in management of LinkedIn communities? And I think that at some point, LinkedIn is as they see communities start to rise and people use them more and see the value in that, they will likely add like a, okay, you can access this type of information. And, and that might be, I'm sure that is a dialogue that has to happen. Right. In order for those, I think to, for community managers to then be able to do reporting to show the impact of their LinkedIn communities. At some point it will be a win, 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 win for, for all folks involved in that triangle.
1: Yeah. I mean, back when I used to do it, it was, and I really haven't seen it change is like, it was very much um, either spammy, yes. <laughs> like all anybody, because let's face it. I mean, LinkedIn over the years has gone from a professional networking platform to a content platform. For sure. And as soon as they went to the plat the, the content platform everybody was there to promote their own content and so you get in groups and the only reason why people wanted to join groups was basically to promote their content in different places and get them exposed to different people um and so i really haven't seen that change i mean i got off of trying to use linkedin for that purpose uh probably five six years ago it was just like Because if you do create rules, I didn't see any engagement, you know, to to prevent rules to to prevent the spam, you know, and the constant self-promotion. It was like you put those rules in place and then there was zero engagement and or very little engagement. And so it just didn't work in either case for anybody. It didn't provide value for anybody. So I really haven't used it for that. I do see what everybody here has talked about is there's a lot more opportunity to find, search, and engage with people on LinkedIn today compared to a platform like Twitter. Um, I mean, just for instance, I mean that, you know, the community predictions posts that you talked about, I did something on Twitter, I did something on LinkedIn, and I did something on Instagram. By and large, the most engagement it got was on LinkedIn and not just engagement. This is what I always I mean, when I was back in the marketing world, what I always loved was it wasn't just people engaging with your content. It was people taking that content and then sharing it as their own and linking back to your your content. And so it was like, you know. I hadn't seen that in a long time. And I was like, wow, this is like amazing. <laughs> this is happening. But I don't know if that's truly like community or if we're just looking at establishing some relationships and driving like we talked about on Twitter, right? Like taking or and chats, taking that as a funnel to get people into your community, I think is is how I see LinkedIn. But I do think it's becoming much more valuable today than a lot of the other network social networks out there because of the fact that you it it is mature. It is easy to find people based upon geography, it's a company, position, title, um, you know, or and even hashtags and topics that they're talking about. So it does make it a lot easier to find people on that platform than a lot of other ones. So it 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 is, you know, one of those, one of those things where I do think that there's some opportunity there but like you mentioned i think linkedin needs to decide do they want to make the commitment and start working with other other companies to actually provide some of this data and the tools to be able to make it so it truly can become a community platform for you know some companies and organizations that might find value in building communities there
2: I think yeah, the way you said it, it's like LinkedIn and like chat platforms all the way back to the beginning of the convo. That's like people standing in the foyer, and as community managers, we're like, hey, you want to come inside? Yeah. Like we've got snacks, so it's like the entryway, right? And you're like, okay, we're chatting, it's cool. And you're like, there's like a party going on in here. You wanna you wanna join us? So but right now, people are standing in the foyer, and we gotta decide. Like people gotta decide where they wanna they wanna head in.
1: You know, you're, you're, you're like, you're, you're, you're bringing up something. I've, i I use it in all my presentations. It's like the velvet rope theory, you know, for community. It's like, you want the people lined up there and you want to let, you know, be selective in who you let in. But yes, that, that, that's exactly what it is. Right. It's like, everybody's there, get them excited. And then it's like, Hey, I, can, I got a pass. I can let you in here.
0: <laughs> I am. I'm here for the snacks.
2: <laughs> I was told there would be snacks.
0: Yes.
3: And I i feel like, too, kind of riffing off of some of that, I feel like the community is, unless there's major changes, never going to be native on LinkedIn. Like LinkedIn groups, every single one that I've been a part of, like Facebook groups, there are probably some that develop truly nice, vibrant, engaging Communities, ninety-eight percent of them are just spam.
0: Yeah, that's there's two kinds of face, not Facebook, or two types of LinkedIn groups. There's the open groups that are filled with spam,
3: yeah. and there's
0: the closed groups that are dead. There's
3: nothing- <laughs> well, and I'm in. I'm in one group that by all accounts, like the descriptions of it, everything that like seems like it should be happening with it. And the part of the larger kind of like movement that it is part of, I'm not going to like call them out on air, but everything about it seems like, yeah, this LinkedIn group should be popping. I go in and I am like, I'm still so baffled by what's happening. It's not even spam. Like it's a closed group. You have to like fill out a form and like get in, but it's, just like some very, there's tens of thousands of people in it, and it's just like a couple memes a week from like two random people, not even the mods. <laughs> your weekly <laughs> dose of memes, but it's that's, not even that's that's you know, your
0: community manager, not it's not, not even like
3: memes, right, like it's just off topic, unrelated. It's a very niche community, so yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's my experience with LinkedIn groups. I just don't see them unless they make massive changes to moderation tools, data export, all of those things that like true, you know, community professionals really, really need. I just don't see the groups are floundering on LinkedIn. Any,
0: any other, any other thoughts on this topic? Anything for large platforms and community and that kind of thing? I mean, we could talk about small platforms all day long because it seems like every five minutes there's a new one. Uh, yeah, and and there's a there's a ninety percent chance it's got the word Web three somewhere on their web page if it's a new one, uh, which is fine, I'm not knocking it, uh, but it just seems that seems to be the driving force in community platforms these days. Um, any other thoughts on all of that? No. All right. So so my next uh, question, I guess I'll I'll phrase it this way. Um, I think this is my prediction. I think we're going to see more of a splintering of the community role. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I think that um, community manager is the, you know, wears every hat kind of description, right? And I think that there should be a shift, and I, I'm not going to be able to drive this shift, but I think there should be a shift away from community manager to community professional, and then within that community professional, there's a hierarchy of community strategist, community yes. builder, community, you know, and in each of them have a different skill set. I mean, for it's you know, we've been doing community management online for decades at this point uh, it's really started to become a thing in the past 10 years, seven years. Um, It's really become, you know, businesses are like, Oh yeah, community is something that can really work for us. Uh, (laughs) This is is cool. We can make this work. Um, But I think that we're getting to the point where the, the, the industry needs to begin to refine itself. You know, when, you know, if you talk about early internet, everybody was a software developer and then there was a webmaster, Everybody was a webmaster and the webmaster did everything. And then there was web developers who did the front end and, you know, there was the web developers who did the back end. And then, and then, you know, we got style sheets all of a sudden, and now we have, you know, UX people and that kind of thing. And it started to splinter out. So when you say, <laughs> you know, you're a web developer today, it's like, all right, do you do everything or is there something special you do? Um, and I think that it's, it's time that community does this but um, it'll make you know having community manager live a little more challenging uh, since I've leaned in onto that. Uh, it should have been community professional live in hindsight, but I don't know how that would have worked as an acronym. CMGR was so good. <clears throat> um, CMPR? <laughs> yeah, CPRO, uh, CPRO. Um, but I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think, do you think it's time that we start to refine and making an effort to do that. Like, and should the other and the other caveat is that is should we should we suck all the community or social media people in and give them a role within community instead of them being their own thing? Oh, yeah, no.
3: Um, no. That's hard to no? know on the second half. That's
0: because uh, the, the reason I say that is because I work at a company, I work at a company where unlike a lot of other companies, social media is completely separate from the community. We've got a whole separate team that runs it. They're not even in the same. They're in marketing, but they're in a different part of marketing. And so, most too, oh, sure. yeah, same yeah. Way. And so, it's 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 one of those things where somebody comes to me and says, uh, you know, I say, oh, I'm a community manager at CNN, and they're like, oh, so you run the Twitter, and I'm like, nope, never touch it. Oh, <laughs> LinkedIn, then nope, never touch it. Huh? So what do you do? <laughs> it's like, yeah. I think we're at like no, I'm on the week. other end. I'm yeah so go ahead i'm I'm rambling
3: i think I think we're at the stage like when social media came out in like two thousand seven eight businesses started like deciding like, oh, we actually need to do this and like do it well and execute on it because like people are talking about our brands on these platforms um and that kind of like dawned on people, then like you know then you have the that's under marketing right that's that's marketing for sure or or customer success maybe. But then we've seen like, okay, I'm a social media manager or I'm a content creator. I'm, you know, all these different roles within the marketing wheelhouse that pertain to social media. I see the same thing, like we're almost, I mean, community management has been around a lot longer than social media, but we're at that same kind of shift where enough people we've like reached the critical load of big businesses who have no idea what to do talking about community on big platforms and saying we're community focused we're community led instagram saying that frequently uh over the past two months saying you know we are here for the community and talking about how to build communities on their platform we're seeing this point now where like like what you said david there's gonna have to be not really like a splintering, but a a differentiation. Like we need the people who are community architects, the people who are moderators, the very specific roles within these, and then the people who can do a little bit of all of it because business might need all of that.
2: David, I think you had said this uh, maybe before we were on air, but for your upcoming, you have an upcoming episode that's focused on like community. Jobs, yeah. (laughs) So we
0: have two episodes. Yeah, the, so the next one will be those looking at community jobs. Um, maybe they're looking to get hired or they're looking for a new role or they're just kind of exploring the space. I had to actually go to my boss and say, hey, I'm doing an episode on finding a community job. I'm not really looking for a job. <laughs> so if you see some weird, you know, if IT says, hey, he's looking for a job, he's you know, he's on LinkedIn, he's looking at job descriptions, it's not that, <laughs> it's not that.
2: Well, I am um, in terms of like community jobs, right? There's so uh, I think I shared this with you, and you had shared it with um, with your followers as well. So I really appreciate that. But we were looking at um, at Common Room. We wanted to make a night a, a reflection and an alignment exercise for community members, and we wanted it to be like really simple. But looking forward into 2023, and like there's a few themes that we kept hearing, and that we've heard across community space, and especially our members. One is they have to do more with less, right? There's like maybe one of them now, um, or it's like one person, half job, or they just get to hire only one person for headcount, whatever that might be. So they have to do more with less and they have to show business impact, right? It's more and more being like, okay, how are you actually showing business impact? And so we have this guide, it's an alignment expectations guide between community and professional community, professional goals, like your personal ones and where you see your strengths and where you see the community's strengths and what you think the health metrics should be. And then right next to it, on the other side, it's two columns, what the business expects. And so in the guide, the very first question is, um, what are my strengths and how do they fit within my role and organizational expectations? So on one column, as a community manager or the community professional, you say, my strengths and contributions to the business are, and there's checkboxes, right? It's like everyday community management and maintenance, User programs, events, content creation, social media, product education, support and triage. And there's a couple of blanks, right? Maybe, maybe yours is operations, maybe yours is something different. Right on the other side, it's like what the business expects from me. And it's the same things listed. And the whole goal there is as you mark your check marks, right? This is where my strengths are. And then as you mark what the business expects, you can start to see where those gaps are and have those alignment conversations earlier with stakeholders to be like, listen. I'm really good at everyday community management and maintenance, but you keep asking me for social media and support and triage. And like, those are different, right? And so it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to solve all those things, but at least you can have those conversations early to be like, where do you want me to grow my skills? Where do you see my skills right now fitting in and and providing impact? And then how do we bridge those gaps? Um, Because I think it is pretty wild when you look at a job description it's literally asking someone to do everything and, or like you said earlier, Tim, and or more, it's like do the social media and the events and the user programs, but also be a really great video editor. And you're like, cool. Those are like seven jobs. <laughs> and so it's like, we just really want for 2023 community leaders everywhere to be able to be like, how do I bring a tangible asset to you and really have this conversation around where I fit and what I deliver And then what you actually expect from me. And like, let's talk about that. Because I think those are misaligned. And especially as we have to do more with less, like we have to get really tight with our business stakeholders around. They need to know what they're expecting from us. And we need to know what we believe we should actually be delivering and where those intersections are and where they are not.
1: Yeah. And I love that. And I, my hope is that we will get there. And even expanding on that, I think that we need it really the titles that we have don't make a hill of beans difference. If the top of the organization doesn't believe in what we're doing, it doesn't matter what we call ourselves. And so until you can explain community to the CEO and the C-suite and have it embedded through your entire organization, it really doesn't matter what titles we give ourselves because at the end of the day if that doesn't if that component doesn't happen we're going to see the exact same thing that happened at the end of 2022 CEO and the C suite are going to say we need to cut expenses <laughs> here's the departments that are going and lo and behold community, community. is going to go. I don't Always. care if you're a community architect, if you're a community liaison, if you're a community builder, if you're a growth, you know, whatever. Right. I mean, it is going to be, it doesn't matter. And that's that's the honest truth. And, you know, I mean, kind of, I mean, that's the serious side of things. The joking side of things in is if you talk to anybody outside of the community world, it doesn't matter what you call yourself anyway, because they still don't know what you're going to do.
2: That's
0: so, <laughs> <true>. you know, <laughs> yeah. on LinkedIn, I, I jokingly call myself a full stack community professional because I
2: love that.
0: Yeah. It, Cause it's one of those things where full stack, what's that? <laughs> you know, It's going to at least start the conversation. What's a full stack community professional? Oh, <laughs> well, let's see. I can do the front end, the back end, the left end, the right end. Um, you need a video. I could probably swing that. I am one of those people that is just I can do a little bit of everything, but Jack of Jack of all trades, master of none. I can do a video, it won't be pro, but it'll be a video. <laughs> I can barely read Andrew's the teleprompter. Embraced, embrace
1: thing. the generalist movement. Yeah, I'm I'm one of those before I am generalist. The generalist movement was in existence, you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: the, the honest truth though is that I would consider myself a builder. Like if you if you bring me into a company that doesn't have a community, I can build one and get it successful enough to be self-sustaining. Uh, but you know where I have gaps in my knowledge are, are taking over an existing community. And I, I've said this a million times I know I, uh, already, but I specifically took the job I was in because it was an existing community that was kind of weak. Um, because there was just a gap between the old one and the new one old community manager and the new one. And it, it fell apart a little bit, which happens. It was months without any real good direction. And so, um, I, and I took it specifically for that reason, because I knew it was a gap in what I knew. Um, and, uh, Oh, Hey, Linda, thank you. I'm going to pop up on, on screen. Says, <laughs> you need, <laughs> you need an elevator pitch for community every day. That's right. Uh, thank you, Linda. And thank you earlier for Mike's comment. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, you know that's that's what i do i'm am a full stack community developer or professional professional not developer uh oh hey dangelo's in here he's going to bring this in Brand should prioritize community management over marketing efforts in order to effectively reach and connect with customers without a strong focus on building and understanding the community growth and marketing efforts will only go so far. Um, I, in my company, I sit in the marketing org. I'm part of our digital marketing that covers everything from the corporate.com website to uh, ad placement and email marketing and those kinds of things. So, uh, And surprisingly, like I said, social media is not part of digital marketing. Um uh, <laughs> So that, that's it's, it's, a
3: little
0: bizarre. That is a little bizarre, but it's it's its own thing and and that's how it was structured and you know it's how we're going. Thank you, D'Angelo, Linda, and Mike again. Um so we're we're at that wrap up point. We got about two minutes left. Um if you have uh we'll go around, we'll let you again tell you who you are, where to do, it, and where you do it. Um and if there's any resources you want to Tell them about or where to go, please feel free. Uh, but also toss in maybe what's your what's your big sky idea of what uh, 2023 is going to look for communities and community professionals. So uh, Carolyn, we'll go with you. We'll go in reverse order.
3: Okay. Community go professionals. Ahead.
0: So uh, yeah.
3: I am Carolyn Zick with a weird reverb back here. Um, I owner of Bad Axe Enterprises. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. Find me wearing all the hats there send me a message. That's probably the quickest way to reach out to me. My big sky hope slash projection for what's going to happen in community is what we talked about today. A lot more definition of actually what a community is and how they can or should impact brands. There's been so much chatter about it publicly in the last three years that I think we're going to see that continue and be even more well defined.
0: and uh i just want to th- that was great thank you very much um i, I just want to throw this up here and say <laughs> this is uh vinia who was supposed to be here today but uh she she clearly had more important things than us uh no 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 i yeah. <laughs> it's fine vinia you you know we'll always have you when we can um And uh, we understand that all of the, everybody here has a day job and, you know, sometimes Carolyn comes in five minutes after we start. She's been very good lately. She's been very good lately, but it's completely fine if you, you had stuff going on.
2: Luckily though, Venia did leave us or Tim rather um, with her quote around where she thinks 2023 is going to go. Yeah, Venia from Socially Constructed Online said the industry has an identity crisis now as other industries encroach on the very definition of building a community. And that is from your quotes that you had cultivated, Tim, um, that you posted on LinkedIn. So at least Venia can still be represented here in terms of 2023, like ideas and, and what's happening in the in the industry. Benya, I hope that works for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Go ahead, Rebecca. Tell us about you and your big sky uh, idea.
2: Thank you so much, David, um, yes. for hosting and Tim and Carolyn for letting me be a guest with you all. Um, I am Rebecca Marshburn. I'm the head of community at Common Room, which we call the Uncommon Community. Um, in 2023, like we are all about uh, enabling community leaders to tie their efforts to business impact. And so that is why we build the platform of Common Room. That is why we have so many native integrations. That's why wherever your community is existing, wherever they're um, interacting with you, wherever they're asking questions about your brand or your product, you can pull all that in because ultimately we know that you have to end up showing sales and growth, what that means to their bottom line, product and engineering, what that means to the quality of the product they're delivering customer support and success, what types of education actually need to be prioritized, marketing in general, right? Like how do you contribute back to the marketing team and find those voices, amplify those creators and that content, um, enable people to connect with each other outside of your brand and really help empower each other with your product, your experience, your brand, your company. So where I see it going in 2023, is that like we know from that theme thematically that we needed to shift to do more with less and then to show where that impact is, And I I really do believe that we are going to get so many leaps further in being able to do that, that by the end of 2023, community leaders and professionals are able to say, like, here is what I contributed to all of those bottom lines of those different organizational aspects and role functions. And I'm super excited for it.
0: Very cool. So what do you call the people that are in your uh, uncommon community? Do they have a name, a collective name?
2: So some people call them uncommoners, and sometimes I get a little worried about that. Not worried, but it's like, I don't, it's like, I usually say, hey, uncommon community. So, I, you know, we should probably go with something that's like a little more fun. Um, oh. We do call common room employees, roomies. Um, that's good. But, but I mean, to me, down.
0: your your community members would be commonalities.
2: <laughs> okay, I like that. Thank
0: personalities you. with common, common personalities. Yeah. Can, uh, okay.
2: Yeah, they shared interests and visions in common. Okay, I like that, that. one's free.
0: The next one costs money. I <laughs> was going to say that that was your fifty thousand uh, yeah. <laughs> <your>
1: dollar <laughs> consulting. Yeah. Uh, your yeah. yeah. uh, brand <laughs> consulting.
2: Personalities. I'll put that up for out. a vote in the Uncommon. Uh, and you're all welcome to come in and vote on it too. It's, uh, it's our open community Slack. But um, yeah, be like commonalities, uncommoners, other, you know, it'll be a fun poll for <laughs> everybody. <Friday>. Yeah. it <laughs> Yeah.
0: All right, Tim, you're up.
1: Head um, of community at uh, homeroom.club. You can find me still on Twitter at T.A. McDonald or on LinkedIn, Tim A. McDonald. Um, and my big prediction is kind of what, Donnie, who is uh, watching on um, watching us uh, towards the end here, had had put in his comment that we need more CEOs and C-suite people to open up their calendars, to spend time with the community professionals, to demonstrate the business impact that the community is having so that they can then start making sure that the entire company knows the importance and the value that the community has to everybody that works within the organization.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. In fact, we had a, we had our, a a conference, uh, an internal conference, and I got to spend 10 minutes with the CEO one-on-one. And I just said, look, you know, here's who I am and what I do. And, uh, just so you know, I'm looking to take over the company, uh, from community just just letting you know so he knows i'm coming i'm not i'm not looking for a c-suite job or anything i'll take one but i'm not looking for one um <laughs> but uh just to let him know that that's that's the goal i mean I, i've i've got so much good plans um so i'm david dewald community manager at sienna uh you can find me at a historian on twitter and linkedin and uh am i am i that on mastodon i might be that on mastodon i'll just leave it there Depending on when the, it, which instance it's on, um, but so my big sky idea—I kind of said it. I feel like there needs to there there needs to be a shift for the uh, you know job title. Um, yes, I'm here for conquest. <laughs> I'll just pop that up because that's worth putting up there.
1: Uh, we need to thank you, the brain meme for David <laughs> now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> trying right. to take over the world
0: <laughs> are you thinking what I'm thinking um, I don't know Brian do you think Mel Gibson would wear tights <laughs> um, so, uh, alright so I, <laughs> I have a hidden talent Every, everybody now has top. learned my <laughs> hidden talent <laughs> um, so there Um <laughs> We're so derailed. Um, thank you again for joining us next week. As we said, we'll be talking about uh, community jobs and job descriptions, and as those people that are looking to, to find roles, and just as we dissect them, and hopefully, um, maybe some of the HR people out there will get a chance to listen to this. Uh, and then the next week, after that, we'll be flipping it, and we'll be talking about um, those who might be looking to hire community managers and what uh, they should be looking for in a community manager or professional. We'll say community professional. I got to get out of that habit. If I'm gonna make that my big sky prediction, I need to start it. Uh, so, but uh, thank you to everybody that came. Um, as always, uh, let me just—I'll do the—I'll do the text here. So my thing, because I always forget stuff. Uh, thank you to my guests and to my co-host, Tim, for joining us today. And thank you to our audience. We had a bunch of you out there. I've, I've already said hello and thank you to you. I would do it again, but I've forgotten your names. Uh, if you would like to subscribe, you can do so. Uh, please like and subscribe on the platform of your choice. If you would like to be in an upcoming uh, episode or you have a topic you would like to cover, uh, go over to our website, Community manager, Uh, There's a little button at the bottom that says, you know, feedback, you can post it in there. Uh, We also do this as a podcast. It comes out just a little bit after we finish the show. I have to clean it up and send it up there. And you can find that uh, as a podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. I think it's everywhere. So thank you again to everybody, and we'll see you next week.